Radio Theater Project. Radio Theater Project. A radio drama series featuring comedy, science fiction, and mystery. 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 Old stories and new. Radio Theater Project. Theater of the mind for today. Future past dramatized stories from the golden age of science fiction. In the far-flung stars and a far-off future, vengeance comes to one of the sword worlds. A blood feud that rips open the lives of those who take part. A war that changes the mastery of the very stars themselves. Presenting the Stars of Vengeance, Part 1, based on the novel Space Vikings by H. Beam Piper, adapted for radio by Sandra Hamilton. Look how the mountains glow in the sunlight behind the city. Oh, the garden is so colorful, too, with all the guests dressed in their fine clothes. The view from up here in the parapet is splendid. What's that catching the light over in the shipyards? I think it's Duke Angus' new ship, the Enterprise, back from their final trial cruise. I thought I might find you two here. Need I remind you that we have guests and more coming every minute? Hello, Father. Who came in the ward car? Anna Harkeman. You never met her, did you, Lucas? No, not by introduction. I'd like to before she spaces out. Is the Duke coming? Oh, surely. Lionel of New Haven and the Lord of Northport are coming with him. They're at the palace now. His nephew's back in town. Oh, dear. I hope he doesn't... Has Dunnan been bothering Elaine again? He was here yesterday demanding to speak with her. We got him to leave without too much unpleasantness. I don't want to have to shoot kinsmen to the House of Ward and a crazy man to boot. Father, you should have let me talk to him. I might have made him understand. The man is insane. I'm going to put a word in the Duke's ear about that fellow. If he speaks to him, maybe it'll do some good. I don't think Duke Angus has any influence over his nephew. The Duke assumed his debts once and refuses to do so again. Has he any prospects at all? He's gone to space a few times as a junior officer on a trade and raid voyage into the old Federation. He's supposed to be a fair astrogator. Really? He expected his uncle to give him command of the Enterprise, which was ridiculous. Disappointed in that, he recruited a mercenary company. Mercenaries? I have heard he associates with his uncle's worst enemy, Duke Omfrey of Glaspeth. Maybe it would be a good idea to take a honeymoon in space right away. Caesar, dear. Elaine, Lucas, the garden party is starting. Come join me on the escalator. Caesar. What is the matter with you? Blasted Pan Planet News Service is here buzzing around low. It's a big story, Caesar. It's not just two kids in love. It's Traskin Farms marrying Carvel Steele. I know, I know. There are people, Caesar. They have a right to have a good time with us. I know everyone at Traskin is watching this by screen. Wave to the news cars, dear, and smile a bit on the way down. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm smiling, dear. I'm smiling. Caesar, go to the bar with Lucas. Lord Carvel, is that Captain Harkiman over there? Why, why, yes. She's the very tall one next to Baron Rathmore and your cousin, Nikolai. I'm afraid you'll need to make your own introduction. I see my upper servant looking worried and walking this way. Lucas, you haven't met Captain Harkiman yet. Come on over to the bar and have a drink with us. A pleasure, Lord Trask. 
I've met your lovely bride-to-be, and offer congratulations. A pleasure indeed, Captain. Your reputation as a space viking precedes you. Usually when they find out I'm a woman, they're surprised. Bottender, a whiskey for Lord Trask. Say, you're not an investor in the Tanith Adventure, are you? <laughs> no. Lord Trask does not approve of the Tanith Adventure. He thinks we should stay home and produce wealth. Is that right? I don't care how many planets you raid, or cities you sack, or how many innocents, if that's what they are, you massacre in the Old Federation. Go on. What I object to is the way you're raiding the Sword Worlds. What do you mean, Lord Trask? You've just raided Graham for 800 of our best farm workers, lumbermen, machine operators, and I doubt I'll be able to replace them with as good. Sword world genes are literally dissipating into space. All you're saying, Lucas, is that we're expanding. We're not expanding, Nikolai. We're contracting. What's the commotion going on up there? Get him back in the car. Go on. Some drunk being bounced. Lucas, this Tanith adventure, we're not making any hit-and-run raid. It'll be another sword world in 40 or 50 years. What I don't understand, Lord Trask, is why you support Duke Angus, if you think the Tanith adventure is doing Graham so much harm. Angus is going to make himself King of Graham, and I didn't think anybody else could do it. This planet needs a single sovereignty. All the major barons are at each other's throats. There's a miserable little war down in South Main Continent that's been going on for over two centuries. That's probably where Dunnan's going to take that army of his. I hope it gets wiped out and done with it. You don't have to go to the South Main, just go to Glassbeth. Well, if we don't get a planetary monarchy to keep order, this planet will decivilize like anything in the Old Federation. That's going a bit too far. We don't have the Neo-Barbarians, and if they ever came out here, we'd blow them to MC Square and nothing flat. Just who do you think the Neo-Barbarians are anyhow? Some race of invading nomads? Well, isn't that who they are? No. There aren't a dozen and a half planets in the old Federation that still have hyperdrive, and they're all civilized. So they're... Homemade barbarians. They're survivors on planets hit during the interstellar wars who lost the machinery of civilization. Some are followers of political leaders on local dictatorship planets, companies of mercenaries thrown out of employment, and living by pillage, religious fanatics following self-anointed prophets. Bit of a patchwork, really. You think we don't have plenty of neo-barbarian material here on Graham? Take a look around. Let the guards pass! We must get by, now! Step aside. It's Andre Dunham and Neville Orm, his henchmen. You lie! You've intercepted every message she's tried to send to me. My daughter sent you no messages, Lord Dunham. You think I believe that? You force her into this abominable marriage. It's true, then. He actually is crazy. Crazy? I can see through this hypocritical sham. What sham is that? Lucas Trask, you want an interest in Carvel Mills. And Caesar Carvel wants access to iron deposits on Trascon land. My uncle, he wants both of you to help steal Omfrey of Glaspeth's duchy. And this foreigner, Harkaman, who's swindling me out of the command of the Enterprise. 
You're all plotting against me! Sir Neville, get him out of here before Duke Angus arrives. I won't till I've spoken to her face to face. Lord Dunnan, what do you wish to say to me? Say it quickly and then go. You are not welcome here. Elaine, why are you letting them force you into this wicked marriage? No one is forcing me. I am marrying Lord Trask willingly and happily because I love him. That's a lie. Come with me now. You love me. You've told me you love me again and again. I never loved you, Lord Dunnan, and I never told you so. You're as bad as the rest of them, all scheming and plotting against me, you false-hearted He's harlot. He's lost his oh, mind man, for sure. Get hold of him. Gentlemen and Captain Harkiman, come into my private chambers. Avail yourselves of my bar if you wish. Thank you, sir. Lucas, he's crazy. I know, Caesar. Do you think I need to be told? Wait till his grace hears about this. Does he lay claim to the ducal throne, Sir Nikolai? He claims his mother's birth record was falsified to give Angus the succession. Oh, nonsense. Precisely. I was esquire to old Duke Fergus. I carried Angus on my shoulder. He was just three years old on the day Andre Dunnan's mother was presented to the lords and barons, a newborn. I don't know why the Duke hasn't put him under psychiatric treatment. I'll put him under treatment. We couldn't do that. He's Duke Angus's nephew. I could do it. I can have my men ready for action in two hours, and it'd be all over before midnight. His grace would never permit it. His Royal Highness Duke Angus of Wardshaven and Her Royal Highness Duchess Flavia. All right, let's shove off then. Time to get married, cousin. Sure the car's ready? Sure. For the love of Satan, where's our ceremonial shawl? Right here, Lucas. Thank you. Who approaches us? I, Sir Nikolai Trask. I bring my cousin and liege lord, Lucas, Lord Trask, Baron of Traskin. He comes to receive the Lady Demoiselle Elaine, daughter of Lord Caesar Carval, Baron of Carval Mills, and the sanction of your grace to the marriage between them. And these persons here before us do enter into this marriage freely? With all my heart, your grace. It is my dearest wish, your grace. And do you and your houses avow us, Angus, Duke of Wardshaven, to be your sovereign prince and pledge fealty to us and our legitimate and lawful successors? We, we do. do. We declare you, Lucas and Elaine, to be lawfully wed, and who so questions this marriage challenges us in our teeth and to our despite. Long live Angus, first of Graham. You may place the shawl upon your wife, Sir Lucas. Darling, we've really made it! What the blazes is that news car doing landing in front of us? They don't have clearance to land. Elaine! Get down! It's Dunnan! <laughs> get the medics! The patient is regaining consciousness. Hydration is being administered intravenously. A robomedic? Wound drainage initiated. Pain medication increased. Elaine. Elaine, where are you? Lucas, it's me, Nikolai. You're in the hospital. Andre Dunnan. He shot me. What happened to Elaine? Lucas, 
Elaine is dead. She was killed instantly. She didn't suffer at all. No, please, no. You were hit twice. One bullet shattered your femur. The other one missed your heart by an inch. Damn it. Did they get him? He got away, stole the Enterprise, and took her off planet. I want to go after him myself. Lucas, don't try to get up. Not yet. Why did they bring me here to the Duke's palace, Nicolay? They had too much trouble at Carval House. Did you know Caesar got shot too? No. Wounded. He's in worse shape than you are. The doctors say you'll be up and around in a few weeks. I've put it together how Dunnan got away. He and his company of mercenaries bribed some shipyard people and used the wedding holiday to their advantage. What are the odds that Omfrey of Glassfith furnished the money? Pretty good. All planned in advance. Taking the ship was. I think he meant to do it the night before the wedding. Then he tried to persuade Elaine to elope with him. He seems to have actually thought it was possible. And when she humiliated him, he decided to kill both of you first. Anna Harkeman, as long as I live, I'll regret not accepting your offer right there and then. How did he get hold of telecast and teleprint car? The morning of the wedding, he screened Westland's editorial office and told them he had the inside story on the marriage and made it sound as though there was some scandal. Of course they were salivating over the possibility. They sent a man. Our people found his body at Dunnan House when we were searching the place afterward. The bloody madman! We found the car at the shipyard. His men already had the Enterprise. As soon as he arrived, she lifted out. Nicolay, how soon will that second ship be finished? We stopped work in the second ship six months ago. What?! We were expecting the Enterprise to make enough in the old Federation to finish the second one. Then, with two ships and a base on Tanith, the money would begin coming in instead of going out. But now... It leaves me where I was on Flamberg. Worse. Captain Harkeman, if you don't mind commanding under me as owner aboard, I'm going hunting for Andre Dunnan. I'd count it as an honor, Lord Trask. But where will you get a ship? She's half finished now. You already have a crew for her. Duke Angus can finish her for me, and it will be paid by pledging his new barony of Traskin. You mean you'll trade Traskin for that ship? Finished, equipped, and ready for space, yes. The Duke will agree to that, but Lucas, Traskin is all you own. With that ship, I won't need Traskin. I am turning space viking. Aye, lad. There's the spirit. Lucas Trask, space viking. Now I've heard everything. I've lost everything that mattered. I will screen the Duke and tell him of your offer. Have you ever been off, Graham? At all? A few years at the University of Camelot on Excalibur. Have you any concept of the magnitude of the task you're setting yourself? Explain it, please, Captain. You can go from here to Excalibur in 30 hours, but send a radio message the same course announcing the birth of a son, and he'd be a father before it was received. That does give it perspective. The old Federation. 
where you were planning to hunt Dunnan, occupies a space volume of 200 billion cubic light years. And you're hunting for one ship and one man in that. How are you going to do it, Lord Trask? I haven't started thinking about how. All I know is that I have to do it. We'll hear where he was a year ago, and by the time we get there, he'll be gone two years. You could be out there for ages. I'd say there are at least 200 space Viking ships in operation. Why do you think we haven't raided it bare long ago? Distance and voyage time. Well, I can go on hunting him till I die, then. There's nothing else that means anything to me. <sighs> I thought you'd say something like that. I'll commander for you. That's a promise. Let's toast to that. Come in, Anna. You're looking better by the day. Won't be long now before the ship is ready, too. Yes, which is why I think we should consider Tanith. Dunnan might go there at that. I suggest we go to Zoctal first. We might pick up news of him, if nothing else. All right. We will go to Zoctal first. Ready to visit the shipyard? Let's go. Thought of a name yet? The other night I heard a newscaster say something about Dunnan having acquired me as a nemesis. So I think the ship's name should be Nemesis. Hmm. Sounds good. I like it. I think the men will too. Speaking of men, Nicolay is training a thousand, and the ship will only hold 500. He said you and I can pick the 500 best. The rest of them will go into service for Duke Angus. So he's planning to raid Ombre of Glassbutt then? Gold may not always get you good soldiers, but good soldiers can get you gold. Shall we take her for a test flight, Captain? We came to the palace the moment we heard. Your messenger met us when we returned from the shipyard. We spoke with a commercial freighter captain who spaced out of Morglay 200 hours ago. The Enterprise spaced out from there several days before he did. I'd say she's 1,200 hours out of Windsor, on Curtana now. I never expected it. I thought he'd take the ship out to the old Federation at once. We have very little direct trade with Curtana. The freighter captain said she was the first Graham ship there for years. He said there was a lot of grumbling from the other captains and planet-side employers about the men he lured away, too. How many men? What kind? Almost a full spaceship complement. Officers and spacemen of every kind, and a lot of industrial engineers and technicians. He was buying supplies and ammunition? That's right. Gun ammunition, ship's missiles, and a lot of ground defense missiles. He was paying with gold. We found out that a lot of gold is transferred to Dunnan from the banks in Glassbith and Didricksburg. We can't be sure of anything, but we have good reasons for thinking he went to Tanith. Yes. We'll go there first. A toast. Here's to good journeying and good profits. Here, here. here. As most of you know, I like to bring the command crew together for an informal meeting after entering hyperspace. 
This has been a tradition on my ship since I first went into space as captain. Anna, a sound tradition. Let me formally introduce you to Lord Lucas Trask. He is the owner aboard. Good. Losing the Coruscant was very costly for us in both money and prestige. Well, I for one am glad to get back into space. Lucas, let me introduce you to Juat Kirby, our hyperspatial astro-navigator, commonly called Astrogator. Good to meet you. Let me get through the introductions before you greet them. Paul Kareff, Van Larch, and this is Alvin Carfart. And good to meet you all. No military ranks? We're not a military vessel, so no ranks, except for captain. Must sound strange to you, coming from a hierarchical culture. Hmm. That's all the command staff? It seems a little light. Only a few in command versus 500 or so raiding soldiers? We are looters of planets. We're in this for the profit. Or most of us are. We only get paid when raids come off as planned. So we are only using the minimum people to keep our overhead down. What about mutinies? You could be vulnerable to such an action. It has happened to other ships, but Anna is fair and even-handed. If a raid doesn't come off, she still gets a certain amount of loyalty from the ship's company. Do you have any other questions, Lucas? One I have been meaning to ask. I followed the commissioning of Nemesis carefully as an owner should. Why didn't I see any microchip technology used in the control circuits of this ship? I'll answer that. There's something about hyperspace that causes problems with the microcircuits. No scientist in the old Federation ever figured out why. So you use hefty single transistors then? Yes. That is why I have to use potentiometers to program the hyper-navigation circuits. Does that answer your question? Good. Any other questions, Lucas? Not at this time, Anna. Now, thank you all for your support in getting us out into space. To profit. To To profit. Let's go to work. We have spent hours and hours in space. After all this time, Dunnan must be on Tanith. You must learn to relax, or you'll go mad. What do you do, Anna, to keep from going mad? All our space personnel have hobbies. I've been too busy for such useless things as hobbies. In hyperdrive, we travel at one light year per hour. The hours add up, and it can be lethally boring. So what's your hobby, Anna? I thought you'd never ask. My hobby is history. History, huh? What can be learned from history? Many things, especially from Terran history. Just about everything that happened out in the stars has happened on Earth. Name one. The System States War. I know a little bit about the old Federation Civil War. At least some of the battles. Fox Travis was a really superior general for the System States. The System States and Fox Travis were much like the Confederation of North America and a general named Lee. How so? The Confederates rebelled against the United States of North America because they wanted to keep slaves. How does this fit the System States? As I remember, they didn't keep slaves. No, not directly. But they wanted to keep the chartered company colony system. The colonies treated planetary natives like slaves. 
and the Federation plan to stop that. Interesting. What other hobbies does your crew have? My weapons specialist, Van Larch, is a painter. Most of his work was lost with the Coruscant on Durandal, but he kept us from starving a few times by selling his paintings. Joaquin Kirby, she composes music, she tries to express the mathematics of hyperspatial theory in her musical terms. Amazing. Captain, we are arriving at our first hyperspatial exit. Thanks, Juat. I'll come to the bridge. Out. Come, Lucas. Our wait is almost over. Pretty good, Juat. Are we close? Could have gotten closer. Have to cut the last micro-jump fine, so don't bother me. Take it easy, Lucas. Astrogation is an art and a science. Can't help but anticipate finding Dunnan. Keep your optimism under control. We only think he might be here. All right, jumping. Not too bad. There's Urtado's star. Those tiny sparks are the seven planets. Tanith is the third one. That little spot there is the one moon. I think we can be there in one more micro-jump. Lucas, what do you think? Where should Juat put us? As close as possible. We have to assume Dunnan's been there at least 900 hours. By that time, he could have put in detection stations and maybe missile launchers on the moon. And then what? The Enterprise boasts four pinnaces, the same as the Nemesis. In his place, I'd have at least two of them directed on off-planet traffic patrol. We'll be detected as soon as we come out of the last jump, so come out with the moon directly between us and the planet. If it's occupied, we can knock it off on the way in. A lot of captains would try to come out with the moon masked off by the planet. Would you? No. Just go straight in. You hearing this, Juat? Yeah, makes sense, sort of. Stop pestering me. Jumping. Now. Perfect, Kirby. Eight hours to atmosphere. That is, if we don't have to waste a lot of time shooting up Junior there. I don't see anything to shoot. I'm getting nothing from the moon, nor the planet. Maybe he's not there after all. Patience, Trask. Lucas Trask, Anna Harkonnen, and the crew of the starship Nemesis are rushing toward a destiny of vengeance. What will they find on Tanith? Come back next time to find out. Future Past, dramatized stories from the golden age of science fiction, presented The Stars of Vengeance Part 1, based on the story Space Vikings by H. Beam Piper, adapted for radio by Sandra Hampleton. Starring Roy Nessel as Lucas Trask and Rebecca Murray as Anna Harkeman. Also in the cast were Eric Thomas as Nicolay Trask, Kelly Viston as Elaine Carvel, Dave Johnson as Lord Cesar Carvel, Betsy Charnas as Juat Kirby, Reed Thompson as Paul Karev, Joseph McGuire as Andre Dunnan, James Anderson as Alvin Carver, Christine Yautzi as Lady Lavinia Carvel, Philip Prudhomme as Duke Angus, other parts played by members of the cast. I'm your announcer, Ryan Barker, music director, Jasmine Clemenson. Future Past Theme by Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com. Sound design and dialogue editing, Jay Charles. Recording technician, Yuna Sataki. Production assistant, Robin Candelaria. 
directed by Christine Yautzi. Associate producer, Roberta Wiley. Produced by Joseph C. McGuire. Recorded at KSVR Studios in Mount Vernon, Washington. This was a Radio Theater Project presentation. This program is supported with a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.